Welcome to the Let's Eat Grandma Career Warrior Podcast. And welcome to the Let's Eat Grandma Career Warrior Podcast, where our goal is not only to help you land your dream job, but to help you live your best life. Today, we're going to go in depth and personal about embarking on a new career path. I don't know if you're a recent graduate or a career changer, but it takes boldness to make that leap of faith. And that's exactly what we're going to be covering today. So today I brought in Darrell Bratton, one of the stars of Making It Balance, a new career exploration documentary premiering on PBS and public television stations. Filmed and produced by Road Trip Nation and made possible by the Center for Audit Quality, this documentary follows three young adults as they embark on a cross-country journey in a 32-foot RV to learn more about the audit profession and discover how people of all backgrounds and passions forge their own career paths. After conducting inspiring interviews with notable current and former auditors about what initially drew them to the profession and how they've been able to build successful careers, each of these road trippers sets out on their own journey to find their place in their careers. So as you can see, Darrell is just going to be spectacular, and this episode is going to give you some perspective if you're still figuring it all out. So let's launch right into it with our 153rd episode of the Career Warrior Podcast. All right, Darrell, how are you doing today? I'm good, man. How are you doing today? I'm doing awesome. And I just absolutely loved your story before you and I had our conversation um, about your pivot. I think your specific pivot tends to be fairly significant, more so than a lot of people. But I want to hear about what it was like going from sports management to accounting. It's funny, like when when I came home my first semester in college, I and I kind of told my parents because actually I, I actually changed my major after like the first month of school, and my parents had no idea until I came home <laughs> for a Christmas break that following um December. So when I explained to them what I wanted to do and what I saw my future as, it was kind of like you want to do taxes, yeah. Then I explained like the whole the stabilization of it at the time. My daughter's going to be born as well, so it was kind of it was like a lot of different aspects that went into it. So for me, it was kind of like what is the best choice for me and her, really? Because when she was born, everything kind of about myself kind of went. Yeah, and to give some perspective, how old were you at the time when all this stuff happened? Ooh. Um, three years ago, he's three now. So I was 18. Yeah. So I, I just turned 18. Amazing. I cannot imagine what that would have been like. Just telling your parents, you have all this stuff going on. There was that initial shock and I'm sure it was already hard just to talk to your parents, but did things warm up after that? It's kind of funny. It took a minute. It's kind of like when you uh, just baby steps, kind of funny. So it's just like, okay, so this is the first obstacle we got to get over. And I got to tell you, I was like, hey, guys, guess what's about to happen? You know, and then it was just over time. It kind of like, okay, like it's getting more real as time kept going. So it's like, okay, we need to actually come up with a plan about what you want to do. So that definitely helped. So that's good. But I'm wondering for just because I think I've heard, you know, from a lot of my friends who were into sports management, that's a very sexy, exciting thing to be a part of. But why auditing? Why was that so appealing to you at the time? And why is it still appealing to you today? For me, figuring out kind of like, okay, sports marketing is not going to be the thing that I want to do because of how, I'm not going to say hard, but how challenging it is to actually get your foot in the door as far as like entry level, trying to make those relationships. I didn't really have the background or the resources to really know who to talk to, when to talk to them, what to say, yada, yada, yada. 
Um, so for me, what kind of turned me on originally to auditing was the people aspect of it. Like just the basis is just teamwork. Teamwork is always like the number one thing yeah. when it comes to auditing. So off the bat, you already have a team behind you. You already have resources. You already have these things that in other fields you may not have because you have to navigate it on your own, but automatically kind of like from the bare bones of it, auditing is already team-based. It's already collaborating. So it gives you a sort of comfort that you're learning these things. Things are coming at you fast, but you have your teammates, you have your support system around you. So for me, that that's basically what carries me on as far as staying with auditing is the fact that I know that I have a team around me that I could lean on. Like, hey, how do you do this? Or, hey, I have a question about this. So like definitely that constant teamwork, constant collaborating definitely kept me focused as far as auditing goes. That's awesome. I think about a lot of the reasons why I chose my own career path and why I stepped away from restaurants and hospitality. The year was 2015. And I realized for me that I did love a lot of those people related collaborative aspects of my job. I didn't feel it within restaurants or I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was fun. But I felt like for me, my calling was to be an entrepreneur to set out my own path and to really get that fix within my own company versus the restaurant industry. So. For me, I think it's really important to look at the reasons, you know, why you might want to switch or make a leap to another position. I know a lot of listeners right now are kind of, they're probably in those in-between stages right now. So anything to get them thinking about why they might leave and what's attractive about the next step, I think is always helpful. Definitely. So I have a few questions for you just that will get people thinking here. I'm really excited to hear about what drives you. But one thing I don't think we can forget here are the concept of values. So in your opinion, Darrell, why do you think values are important when choosing your actual career path? And more so, what did you value most in deciding your own career path? Yeah, definitely. I feel like your values is who what makes you who you are. I think a lot of times when you remember it or when people talk about you, the first thing that they kind of mention is like your values, because it's something that you portray every time you step out of your um, you step out in public. When you do things, you're portraying right. like what you're valued with. My values is obviously teamwork, obviously being in an environment where a lot of things can change all the time because auditing is a constant it's nothing about auditing is stagnant. It's always changing. You're always learning something different. So learning for sure is another value of me. Like education is something that I'm really big on as far as just, I feel like you're never too big or you're never too good basically to learn something new. So I think like that's what I like about education and learning is constant. It's always something else you can learn. Um, another value that I hold dear to is family for sure. Family, I think is something yeah. that I think a lot of people can relate to as far as like being a core yeah. value of a lot of people is family, especially having, like I said earlier, that support system for me, I feel like you can't do anything successful in life without having a support system. It's just, it's literally like almost impossible to do so. Yeah. So for me, having those values, having those things behind me, keep me going. Definitely. They just, they push me because it's like, okay, I know if I do fail, if I do hit a wall, I have something yeah. to fall back on. We just did a podcast with Ramona Shaw and it, we talked about resilience. A lot of the job seekers who are applying for these jobs are getting rejection after rejection. Right. And one of the things that she said at the end is it's so important to know what your values are or even to look yourself in the mirror, write down what those things are. Because 
when you do get knocked down, when you do get, you know, rejected by that stupid applicant tracking system software for the hundredth time, reminding yourself that you're doing this for your family or you're doing this to be a part of a job that's, you know, people oriented. I think that really could help give people that foundation that they need to get themselves back up and to really pursue the career of their dreams. So I'm glad you said family. That's a good one. Just I think we all need to remind ourselves a lot more than we actually do what our values are. I agree. Definitely. I feel like kind of like in the world, how we live right now, it's like you, you're you constantly moving. You're constantly on the move, constantly doing things. So I think it's real easy to forget sometimes what your values are. I think yeah. so. It's definitely great that you say like, you, hey, I think it'll be good if you just have a like a moment, like one time, like a month, maybe or for those who kind of yeah. are more busy than others, like maybe once a week, like you just stop and just write them down, like how you said, or put a sticky note like on your mirror or like put it somewhere in your desk, somewhere where you're constantly looking at it. So that way you can have those moments where like you look and you're like, okay, like that's what I'm doing you for. Like, I think that's helpful. And I know the the road trip was a big part of your experience. I just, I want to hear you talk about that for a little bit and how it possibly changed your perspective. For me, so basically like road trip nation, basically the, the premise of it is they take three essential strangers and they put us on an RV for anywhere between a week to, in my case, it was three weeks. So 21 days in my case. And basically each road trip has a theme to it. It had, so you might have one for single mothers. You might have one for high school dropouts. You might have one for XYZ. And basically the premise is they go around and they interview different leaders, different people who have been in the same, if not the same predicament that they were in, but they've overcome that. So basically for us kind of doing an auditing one, it was kind of um, not a surprise, but it was kind of like learned about it. It was like, oh, why people really care about auditing this much? Like I didn't think people really cared about accounting <laughs> this much. Essentially at the time we were all in college still. So send three college students out on the road to interview these top level, top C-suite leaders in our field. And it was just, it was really dope to really be a part of something like that because it was just, it, you can tell from the beginning that it was something special, that it was something that it was bigger than all of us. Like, yeah, it was something that the generation behind us and people our age as well can look and be like, okay, so if they can do that, then I can do that. So that was really inspiring. And it was really a great experience to be a part of. Yeah. And so what was one key takeaway you learned from these C-suite executives that you had no idea coming into this road trip? It was so many moments, but if I had to pick out one, it was probably that it's okay to literally like have an idea of how your life wants to go and then throw it away. Like that's literally like something that it was kind of a continuing theme, like under the main theme, that was the theme under it that I've noticed that I picked up on was that it's okay. If you're feeling in, in your spirit, in your soul, that you just, you need to do something else or you need to make a change. It's okay to do that. Like there's nothing, there's, yeah. no, there's no problem. There's no rule, um, get in trouble or anything like that. It was just the fact that you know what's best for you at the end of the day. So if you know yeah. that you need to make a change or you need to make a jump, to be your best self, then there's nothing wrong with doing that. I think definitely it was like a takeaway that I, I hold near and dear. Yeah. I'm so glad you said that. And a really great message for people of all ages. And just to tell you, we've, you know, our company at Let's Eat Grandma, we write resumes for job seekers and we've surveyed the last couple of thousand of them. And what an amazing common theme that's come from that is that there have been so many career changers. People have completely changed their careers in their 30s, 40s, 50s, 
like later on in life when you wouldn't think that there would be such a massive career change and people are still doing it and people are still being successful. Heck, even my dad, someone who I really admire, he's making one of the biggest, you know, career changes ever. He's been a doctor and he's still going to, you know, continue to be in his practice, but he's going into like the religious life as a deacon in our church, which is a whole nother job in itself. So at the age of 56, so... But I love that message, man. And I think that's encouraging for people to realize it's never too late. It's something we need to remind ourselves. So speaking of age, here's a question for you. So going back a few years ago, maybe to the to the times where you're 18, what's something you wish the old Darrell knew before your transition? I think something that I think being young, I think a lot of times we, well, when I say we, like younger people, we have this yeah. stigma where... We don't like to look like we need help. I don't know what that, why that is or like what it is about it, but it's like, we feel like we have to have everything together, planned out, no holes in it, no issues, no anything like that. And it's crazy how many people are the opposite of that. Like when they're 18, 19, when they're first getting into the world, they have zero clue what they want to do with their lives. And like, but I don't know where the stigma that we have comes from, where we just feel like we have to have it all together, or that if we don't have it all together, the world is like the, the sky is falling kind of thing. And I was yeah. one of those people. I was definitely one of those people that I didn't do anything if I didn't have a plan. Like if I literally didn't have it from point A to point Z, okay, I'm going to do this, 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 this to get there. I wasn't going to do it because I felt like I was unprepared. I felt like I wasn't capable of doing something like that. But knowing what I know now, I wish I would have known to ask more questions. Like, it's okay to, to need help, especially being that young, especially being like one of the only people doing something for the first time as well. Like for me, like I was, yeah. I'm the first male in my college, I mean, in my family to go to college. So a lot of the things I was experiencing, no one in my family has ever really dealt with before. So a lot of it was, if I would have known to ask more questions, I would have found those resources faster versus me bumping my head against the wall before I finally was just like, okay, like I need help kind of thing. Be more accepting to help, I think would be something that I definitely would have told myself more. Yeah, such a good thing to do. I'm uh, remembering one of the episodes we had back, which is sort of related, which is the concept of imposter syndrome which is when you step into one of these roles for the first time, you feel like an imposter almost because you feel like there's so much you don't know and you want to come across as like you know what you're doing. You know, I think the the reality we all need to acknowledge is we're all kind of in some ways trying to make it happen. I wouldn't say faking it through it during the very beginning, but a lot of us aren't perfect. We don't know exactly what we're doing all the time. We don't have all the answers. So some humility, I would say, and just being able to realize that you don't know everything and that it is okay to ask questions, I think is important. That's a good point, man. I'm glad you brought it up. How has the health crisis caused a shift in how you see your profession and how has that played into your career so far? I know we have a lot of people that are really fixed on this right now. Have you really seen this to to shift in your profession right now? I think that's one of the beautiful things about our field in the sense that it's so stable that a lot of the things that we do can be done in different ways. That's not a one lane street on how to get work done or how to achieve things. So like for me, what I do now, like I work from home 95% of the time now. When before the whole health crisis thing, the whole pandemic thing happened, 
I was in the office most of the time. Like my company actually had a policy where working from home was essentially like not possible. Like they would like if you even brought it up to, to try it, it was like for what kind of thing. But now it's funny how life changed that fast. Everybody essentially is working from home now to be safe and practice um, social distancing like that. And now my company, actually, they're twitching the the policy. And now, like, you can work from home. Now. So basically, we kind of like we were the guinea pigs, essentially. We got so much work done. We did so much productivity that they actually changed the policy for our company. So it's just things like that is what makes, I think, accounting and auditing specifically so beautiful in the sense that one thing can change and we can adapt as a whole industry just that fast. When in other industries, it might be a little bit harder. It might take a little bit longer because you're so used to doing things one way for so long. But with auditing, is like there's always a new way to do something. There's always an innovative way to cut work down or be more productive, be more efficient. So I think the, the beautiful part about it is that hardships are going to come. It's just that's just how life is. But knowing that you can adjust and knowing that you can really adapt to that really brings a sense of comfort like I, I keep using the word comfort but it's just like that's one less thing to worry about i think that that's the beautiful yeah. part about it yeah we all need to adapt and uh you see me right now i'm currently doing this podcast have been doing this podcast for months virtually and middle of the wilderness in california right now and we're still doing this right now adapt adapt i think it's a beautiful thing and it's not easy but it's something that i think if all of us just took the time to research and brainstorm and journal out how we can do things to make ourselves more successful in the current times. I think people will get a lot more self-awareness and enlightenment there. That's a good message there. I'm going to circle back to embarking on a new career path in a second here, but I just wanted to see if you had any tips for job seekers in particular or people who are looking to land a job and stand out. Definitely. Something that one of my mentors always told me when I was getting into the accounting world, because like when I had changed my major, I honestly, looking back on it, it probably wasn't the smartest idea, but I had zero clue what I was what I was switching my major into. I literally just switched my major because as a business student, being well, when I started school as a marketing major, you're supposed to take these core business classes, and accounting, of course, is one of them. And my professor, who ended up being my mentor, he brought in one of his um, one of his buddies in that he graduated school with. Uh, to our class, do like a little, just little like presentation, like, hey, like this is what accounting can offer you. These are the different um, yeah. careers, yeah. yada, yada, yada. And the first thing he said to us was that I get, get paid six figures to be in meetings most of the day. And for me, being 18 at the time, I was like, oh, really? That's it? Like, that's all I have to do? <laughs> so I immediately went into my major. I didn't know what big four was. I didn't know what uh, accounting professional look like. I didn't know what a day-to-day looked like. So one of the things that I asked my um, mentor to explain to me was just like, how do you navigate that? Like, what do you, what are you supposed to do? How are you supposed to learn about the industry that you have when you're essentially like a student? So you have, you're essentially blind to it. You have no idea what you're um, getting yourself into. And something that he told me was that the best thing you can do to yourself is never tell yourself no. So what he meant when he said that was a lot of times I think people get hard on themselves and they're like, nah, I don't qualify yeah. for that. Or no, this one doesn't really fit. Or yeah. I don't know if I'm going to be able to even get accepted for this position, yada, yada, yada. But basically yeah. his point was like, never tell yourself no. Like you have, you never know what you'll 
get yourself into just by applying. Like for me, Road Trip Nation was one of the things that I could have easily been like, nah, I don't know about that. That doesn't sound like something I want to do. Like for me to even apply to Road Trip Nation, that was like out of my comfort zone completely, 100%. Yeah. Like it sounded like, honestly, it sounded like a scam when I first saw like the emails. I was like, I have never heard of this before. Like this doesn't even sound real. So like, if I say all that, just to like, I know it's easy to, to try to fit into a box, especially when you're seeking jobs and trying to find the jobs that yeah. fit your values, fit you, who you are as a person, you fit the company, yada, yada, yada. But if you feel like you fit a job, but you might not be qualified or you might not feel like a good fit, you never know. You, you never know. You just have to take that shot. Like you, you, you miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take. So yeah. at the end of the day, like, as long as you give yourself chance to do things, I feel like they will always kind of work out in a way. So the worst thing is going to tell you is yeah. That's so, but if you tell yourself that before you even put that application in, then you'll never know. You could yeah, it could be the job that changes your life. You never know that. I would say stay open minded as much as possible. That's good advice. I'm thinking about one of our career coaches in the past who said don't be overly concerned about fitting each and every job requirement that's on a job posting. Because a lot of the times these job postings are, first of all, a lot of them are ridiculous. A lot of them don't make, they're looking for, you know, three to five years of experience, but at the same time, like low pay and just like doesn't really make sense. So I think a lot of the times they're unrealistic. And I think job seekers should, if they feel called to a particular job posting, if they feel like they meet a lot of the requirements, or I would say like half of them, then I would say go for the job if you really care about it. Don't always apply online because I think it's a lot easier to get jobs if they're done through networking. But I think people are passing up on a lot more jobs than over applying, for instance. So that's great. I'm going to circle back to your last piece of advice. And you've been fantastic so far. So thank you for all your answers. I want to hear more about how people can find out more about you and what's next for you. Wow. You made me feel like a celebrity just now. Well, I mean, <laughs> I'm on LinkedIn, first name Darrell, D A. R-E-L-L, last name Bratton, B-R-A-T-T-O-N. Um, you can also follow me on Instagram as well. Same name. I'm really easy to find. You can also, if you want to watch the Road Trip documentary, you can also go to RoadTripNation.com. They definitely have not even just our road trip, but they have a plethora of resources where you can go to and watch all kind of road trips. They have great features on there, things like that. So, I mean, it's really cool just to be a part of something that was so, I want to say widespread in a sense that it's not like a regional thing. It's not like, okay, so I can only get real information from them if I live on the West Coast or on the East Coast or yeah. anything like that. I think that's like kind of the beautiful thing about Road Trip Nation as well. They reach out to so many different channels and avenues. But for me personally, what's next right now really is just the CPA exam for me, just trying to buckle down and get that on. So I'm trying to juggle that while working, while being a dad at the same time. So my plate is always full. But I mean, this is the life I chose kind of thing. So it, it comes with the territory. Yeah. Well, if it was easy, everybody would do it. You know, so I mean, it, it's, it's yeah. just I'm really blessed in the fact that I have the opportunity to do these things and I have the opportunity to change my perspective, change my life about things, learn things. Every day for me is a new learning opportunity and I just, I take full advantage of it. And I just really, really do appreciate it. I love that, Jarrell. What a great attitude. 
And for those of you listeners, you know what I do. I will make sure to link Darrell's information on the description of this podcast. I'll also make sure to link Road Trip Nation, that link as well, over within the description. And definitely encourage you to check out that documentary. I know one of the reasons Darrell is on this podcast today is because that trailer got me hooked. I'm always into career things. So just want to say you've been a fantastic guest. I can't thank you enough for coming on the show. And I'll close out with one final question here. And that's if you could tattoo one encouraging message for every anxious person looking to enact change in their life, what would that message be? Wow, you really are good at this. I'm glad you made that change from uh, from the restaurant business because that was a good question. For me, it's always remember who you are. Always remember, like we said earlier throughout the entire podcast, it's so easy to get besides yourself because you're so busy. You're so 100 miles an hour all the time that it's easy to kind of forget your foundation. So I think at the end of the day, as long as you remember who you are as a person, I think there's a lot of things that you can do and achieve because you have that foundation, you have that strong foundation to fall back and build upon. I definitely would say like is stay in tune with yourself and who you are. I think definitely that will take you a long way because not only do you, you know what you're looking for, you know what you want to do, but people feed off that. I think a lot of times if you walk into a room and you're securing who you are as a person, people gravitate to that because there's never a question about you. There will never be something that they have to wonder like, hey, like I wonder how this will come in today kind of thing. So it's kind of like, I feel like if you just keep in tune who you are as a person, that's nothing you can't do. Thank you so much for saying that. And I think this episode served its purpose. I think you did a really good job with giving people the motivation that they need and giving some practical tips. So I can't thank you enough for being on the show. You were awesome. Let's keep in touch. Yes, sir. Definitely. I really appreciate you for having me on. I really like what you do. And I really, really do enjoy talking with you for sure. Awesome. Well, thanks so much, Darrell. You have a great rest of your day. Yes, sir. You do the same. And this concludes the 153rd episode of the Let's See Grandma Career Warrior podcast. Just truly enjoyed doing this episode here about embarking on a new career path. If you are struggling with your own career path, would encourage you to go back and listen to this episode again, because as you know, repetition always helps. And if you are on LinkedIn, make sure to tag either Darrell or myself, preferably both, and let us know what you found to be a key takeaway of this episode. Once again, letting you know that repetition and teaching others is a really good way to let the information sink in. So I'll also link a few other episodes that are going to be helpful if you found this to be useful in addition to Darrell's LinkedIn and other pieces of information. That's it for today. Thanks so much for tuning in and I'll see you next time.